Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Michael Stevenson. Hello all, how are you? Now, Sarah, before you go on any further, I just want to talk to the people just for a moment. Um, now, you're all probably aware of the coronavirus going around, if not you've been living under a rock or in a closed room. Now, I just want to say that we have got some of our pre- we've had some of our previous podcasts have had some guests come in. Now, because of the virus and the, and the idea of isolating yourself from the, the virus and keeping away from group meetings, uh, we won't be having any guests coming for a while. So Sarah and I are going to be running it by ourselves for the next couple of months until we get a reasonable all clear from the government saying it's okay to loosen up a little bit. So Sarah and I are going to do our damn best to keep you guys entertained with uh, our facts, figures, my humour and uh, <laughs> and the like. So please bear with us. It's just going to be just us two and, and no guests, unfortunately. So away with it. Sarah, what are we doing today? Well, we're going to be reviewing uh, another TV movie um, called Cast a Deadly Spell. Not uh, smell, spell. Uh, uh, ha. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that was a... a I believe it was a TV movie done by HBO. Mm. Uh, it was a fantasy stroke comedy mm. stroke mystery stroke thriller. So it covers a whole mm. lot of cross genre stuff and it fits mm. right in to what we like talking about. Yes. And who directed this masterpiece? It wasn't me. Uh, no, directed by a guy called Martin Campbell, whoever he is. <laughs> yes. No, I think he works for probably HBO or something rather. Yes. And yep. who stars in this um, uh, masterpiece too? This masterpiece was ah well the main stars are. We had a guy called Fred Ward playing the role of Harry Philip Lovecraft. He's a detective. I'll talk about him a, a bit more in a moment. Now he's um, femme fatale offsider. He's a uh, Love of his life, who's not the love of his life anymore, was played by Julianne Moore, and mm. she played Connie Stone. Now, David Warner, he's been in quite a few movies over the years mm, and TV 20. programs and such. He plays the uh, the nasty guy in this. Uh, what do you, what do you, well, uh, nasty slash well, supposedly uh, well, suspect. Okay, megalomaniac wants to go for world domination. You, yeah, yeah, not, not the normal guy you'd have next door. Uh, that's Amos Hackshaw, mm. and you've got a pretty daughter, Alexandra Powers, plays the role of Olivia Hackshaw. Now Ooh. she's an interesting piece. She's makes a, she's got some interesting parts in this movie. I can think of I can think of a couple of parts that are really interesting, but we won't go there. Now, now I'm just going back to uh, um, Harry Philip Lovecraft. Now, the guy who wrote this, uh, Joseph Doherty, I've got a funny feeling that he was a H.P. Lovecraft fan, because the style of H.P. Lovecraft, the, the writer, mm. that sort of style shows up in uh, the storyline because ha- ha- Lovecraft was into fantasy writings. A bit of supernatural horror, and that sort of appears to be coming in here. Now, there was no plagiarism because I've, I've read some Lovecraft. I've gone through some of his books. There's nothing like this in the Lovecraft uh, bibliography. Uh, so there's a good chance that um, Joseph mm. was inspired by Lovecraft, and he wrote a Lovecraft-style story. Yeah, and he wrote, and mm. he based it, his the, his favorite author. 
you know, for the main character. For yeah, we one. gave them as a tribute to the author, he, he named him after it. Now, just one more thing on the Lovecraft role, the person, the character. It's sort of like um, Humphrey Bogart out of the Maltese Falcon uh, goes to a fantasy realm almost. Yeah, that's pretty close. I think it's close enough. <laughs> so and it's really it's well done. Yeah, and it has yeah. a film noir about it, which is kind of... Yes, it does, Which certainly. fits in it. it has, I love film noir. Yeah, it has yeah. that musical sense as well as in that... It's kind of mixture. The good mixture guys aren't all that good and the bad guys aren't all that bad. It's dark. It's a bit of sinister. It's a bit of sexual mm. tension in it. Mm. It's the, the typical thing you get from the old, what, 1940s film noir stuff. It's good yeah. fun. It's a good story. Uh, and it's not done in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But no. it still <laughs> has that dark, shadowy it's, look, yeah, appeal it, yeah, to it. it. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere... Dark world. It, it, yeah, world. It, it, it doesn't... It's not black and white and it's not like... It captures a sense of non-reality without mm. being weird. Do you think that was the best way to put it? Yeah, I think the best yeah. thing I could put it is, it, I mean, this movie also makes me think of um, Dick Tracy's comics. Yeah, the one um, with Warren Beatty. Comics. Yeah, 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 Warren Beatty movie. That, they, that made a sort of an alternate reality and things did look normal, but they didn't look quite normal. Yeah. The colours were a bit yeah. too stark and stuff. Yeah, in this yeah. movie, mm. the colours yeah. do look a bit... Um, interesting, filtered, related. Yeah, feel, yeah that's uh, like, the, the catches a similar feeling. Yes, mm-hmm. gives yeah. me that sort of look to it. So we'll give you a bit of a dive into the sup- the summary of this movie. Do you want to take that part now? Yes, I think I will. You will do that. So this m- <laughs> Lovecraft, the detective Lovecraft, he's um living in a time where magic and supernatural is the t- is part of their lives. And part of his life, even though he's the only one not practicing dark arts or, or any witchcraft-related yeah, stuff. Yeah, he didn't like it, or he but, had problems with it or something. Yeah, or other, or didn't but that want one's in much later in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, I won't yeah. Well, it's okay, but he, did, yeah, he just didn't like using it. Yeah, he, yeah, like everyone in the world is actually using it. Just picture it as if you were the only one out there who doesn't have an iPhone or iPad, you'd be... You'll be just like Lovecraft yeah, exactly in this right. sort yeah, of it's situation. It's like everyone's got one except for you. Why aren't you using one? I've got people saying that about me over the years about my mobile phone. I have a mobile phone. I don't turn on. I use it when I go driving somewhere and I use it as my lifeline. Now, people say, why aren't you turning your phone on? So I turn my phone on and nobody phones me. And I phone them and I go to their message bank and then I get a call back. Hello. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> roughly similar to that sort of circumstances. So yeah, sort of. weird. Yeah, and Lovecraft does like things, doing things the old-fashioned way. He does. Using his brain smarts yeah. and not relying on waving hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old, you know, Phil and Ryan movies like, uh, which was obviously going to, the whole Humphrey Bogart movies, uh, the big heat, I think, uh, some other guy, another guy, had that great feeling of the late 40s, mm-hmm. that period where it was nice, a meaty, good story without being really over the top. Yeah. Good stuff. So he's, Lovecraft has to solve the ca- case of a missing magical book. Yeah, the Necromonicon. Yes, a Ooh, book that... That's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, a book <laughs> that could summon evil demons and gods and... In order to end the world, maybe. Yeah. As now, we know. Uh, it, just covering this bit, I mean, in this world, you have got monsters. Mm-hmm. You've got gargoyles. You have you werewolves. Ha- you have will. You have zombies yeah. uh, being used mm-hmm. as servants and stuff. It's really interesting when you okay. Yeah, and, uh, and there is a few 
vampire-type prostitutes oh, they're cute. <laughs> in one You'll, scene. Yeah, they're very I nice. Think well, how creatures of the night, both of them are, aren't they? Prostitutes yeah, are, vampires are. Yeah, what else comes out and they at pay, night? And they both put the bite on you for one reason or another. <laughs> Quite. I do think that the um, zombie bits are kind of interesting. It does. It puts me in mind of um, a little bit of the... Um, Ha- you know the way people Af- African Americans were treated y- back then. You know, uh, you, you're pushing it a tad, but, but that they had well the, these the, these zombie guys. The, well, there's, the, there's only one zombie mainly, yes. and he works for this criminal guy. And he says, "Oh, the guy buying by the six pack, I get it from Haiti." You know, that, okay, the voodoo guy ship him over there. Um, so yeah, in Haiti, they'd all be. Dark skinned, and I won't say Afro Americans because not Afro Americans, so they'll be dark skinned people. So, and he's playing a dark skinned guy, but he's built like he'd fill a doorway. This guy, he's huge. Um, I'd hate to come across him, even if he wasn't whether he's a zombie or a real guy, he, he would knuckle the hell out of you. Yeah, so, anyway, um, Lovecraft he goes to his first client and he tells him I want you to find this book because it's for a special lecture I'm giving yeah, and this is the guy we were lied. talking about earlier yeah Dave Warner yeah, yeah and <laughs> his daughter has something to do with it meaning she's involved in this yeah we won't say thing. her part in it just Jeff yes so he finds a few he kind of finds a few leads and he also meets up with his old girlfriend, Connie. Who works at a nightclub? Yes. Gee, that, that shows up in just about every old film in a while yeah, movie. Like one of those speakeasy ones, obviously. Well, I don't have a speakeasy, but it was just... Yeah, yeah. it's one of those places where you, um, where the, well, you know the untouchables would have been well, yeah, trying that, to that, Look, that sort of, of period, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. I don't know if it's during Prohibition or, any, Prohibition era or anything, but, but that sort of feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, anyway, she's a, a beautiful singer in that Not bad looking. He's on the eyeballs, guys. Yeah, and she's pretty much taken by him, but she's at the. She's also saying the same question over in. Throughout this movie, they keep saying to Lovecraft, why don't you pick, pick up a wand and, and start, yeah. you know, doing. Yeah, start become Harry Potter money. or something, rather. Become you know, casting yeah. some magic spells. Yeah, yeah Expellorama, Silicon Potter, you know, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but they, do, they all keep saying this throughout this movie. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a subject that doesn't end. Yeah, I, so look, you know. I, he didn't actually say in this movie he doesn't like using magic. I reckon it was a little bit like in the, in the sequel, we're not going to talk about the sequel just now, but it, in the sequel it was mentioned that he had used magic in the past and something went wrong, so he refuses to use magic. Yes. And that could be the underlying cause where he's refused yeah. to use magic. Yeah. I think also it mentions in this one, he does say that that magic, like if you were really if you're a witch or a wizard, there's always going to be a catch. Meaning if you ta- if you cast something, no doubt it's going to come back at you. And that means oh, you, exactly have to, right. yeah. you have to pay the price for yeah. you what you... You have to pay the piper, folks. Yes. <sighs> Meaning... And he said, like probably a little bit more better, that he says that there's no, um, there's no contract on his soul. I think that means well, that's that, true too. That yeah, because if the if the magic's coming from a dark place, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, like it's, okay for those if you would have lived heaven and hell and the god and devil, okay. But if if you got a, a good and evil in the universe mm-hmm. and the power's coming from an evil source. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make you a slave to evil, like Darth Vader? 
and the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader became a slave to the dark side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, yeah, kept, yeah, there's little scenario type things going in there, and, and, they, and they, that was implied that mm-hmm. maybe they're selling themselves mm-hmm. over to the dark side mm-hmm. or evil uh, instead of trying to be nice, good people. Yeah, all through this, mm. well, at the beginning and the end of the movie, you, we do hear the narration. You know how the, in the detective movies, you always hear a narrator from the, um, like, like, yeah, they had the, they had the narration at the beginning and the end of some of these movies. Yeah, like, like this ha- old yeah. dark night, right, right. I'm yeah. sitting here in my office. Those sort of things. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they did it with this one, and they did it. Think I think with Blade Runner, I recall. Yeah, Blade with, um, Runner had a voice at the beginning because that had a bit of a noir yeah, so look it, to well, it. Had, yeah, it actually did. It had a modern film noir type style to Blade Runner. Very mm-hmm. good, very good analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that they speak those narrations to introduce the people and the plots was very common back in those days. Yeah, I like mm. the mm. Th- that. I like it in this one, just like in a lot of movies where he's, well, this one's interesting. I'd say he says, his boss told him that there was bad in the bad, and he, this is where he narrates into it. He says, my boss is right. There was bad and there was bad and all that stuff. And always ends with a, begins with a woman. It always and begins with a woman. And lo and behold... <laughs> Connie comes in. Connie comes in, and he's his yet's girlfriend, who's a bit of a, I wouldn't say a social climber, but he wants more than what he can give her because he's a detective guy, doesn't make a lot of money. And he sleeps and in his office. Yeah, because he's got that all. So he's living from day to day, and she wants more than what he can give yeah. from a monetary yeah. side of things. Yeah. Another woman in this story is his, his um, housekeeper. Or oh no, the landlord. Landlord. No. Uh, yeah, so he, he's renting a room off the lady who's got. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she actually owns the building, but she's got some rooms there, and he's renting a subletting a room from her, maybe. Yeah. But she's a really nice lady. But she, and, and as like all the other people, she practices magic, but she's um, yeah. a bit more nice. She's a nice person practicing okay. magic, only doing let's say white magic. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And all through this movie, she says that something bad is happening, and she must leave town because. Yeah, she can sense it somehow, yeah. rather. There's, 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 there's a problem with the force. Yeah, that's what she keeps saying. <laughs> at the beginning, at the way to the beginning of the movie, you see her on the rooftops, or out, you know, checking, you know. What is it, a group of people upstairs? Mm. Oh, that the other movie. No, that was the other movie. Yeah. In this yeah, one, she's yeah. sitting, um, sitting, listening to the vibes and senses something bad's going to happen. Yeah, she can sense. Well, yeah, she's in tune with the. Uh, the cosmic energy. So that's a good word, isn't it? Cosmic energies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's in tune that and she can feel something. It's sort of like, hey, this is not real good. I'm getting out of here. Like mm-hmm. rats leaving a sinking ship. There she is. Head rat. Off she goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's not a bad person. And yeah. she gives much way to the, um, halfway through the film, she gives Lovecraft um, a magical bracelet. Yeah, I think. a talisman, a bracelet, talisman. something or other, to protect him. Yeah, even though he didn't want it, he kept saying, get this thing off me. It's like handcuffed to his hand, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, meaning he can't remove it, even if he wanted it's, to. It's, it's magically Yeah, and she on. says, mm. um, all part of the service, it's attached to the heart, yada, yada, yada. And she says, 
I'll add it to my next month's rent. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, As I uh, said before, she's she wants the yeah. rent from Lovecraft and Lovecraft. Yeah, even behind his rent. Yeah. Yes. Now the point this is a comedy as well as a fantasy, so there are some comedy bits here, good lines, and yeah, so it is fun all the way through. Yeah, I thought so, I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious yeah. when she says yeah. that I'll add it to my next month's rent if we're lucky. If we're lucky, yeah, yeah. If we're still here, yeah, yeah. Now, Now. can we talk about the plot itself now? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So Lovecraft goes and investigates through this process, and he finds out later on the book is connected to bringing back the evil gods, the old gods, Cthulhu, or something. And the only way to do that is to a sacrifice. Obviously, they need a virgin. Now they're really hard to find nowadays, but back in those days, it might have been a tad easier. Also, they think. <laughs> well, that gets on to this, um, this Hackshaw's daughter. Um, her, uh, his daughter, Olivia Hackshaw. Yeah. She has been, she's, where old is she? 20, 16? Um, I can't remember. Could be 19 or, well, well, or she's 20. She's an old teenager or young adult, but she's being kept pure. If you yeah. know what I mean, folks. Um, yeah. She's unsullied because they need a virgin for the sacrifice. Yeah, uh, throughout this mo- movie, you'll see the father, he's very protective of her interests. <laughs> yeah, actually... Um, Even though mm. by when you first meet her, she's very horny or very uh, yeah, flirty. Her, 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 is it testosterone? I can't remember. Uh, or Tes- her, her hormones are running wild. How's that for... Yeah. Uh, wow. And, and, and she, she tries to hit on Lovecraft. And another detective, and then no, Lovecraft, <laughs> yeah. This oh, one, oh, no, I'm not, yeah, that's later in the movie. She tries to so, so, so meet Lovecraft, she tries to hit on him. Okay. Uh, and I get the funny feeling she's not really a virgin, but daddy doesn't know this. No, ah, yeah, <laughs> but I think that the father is aware that his he's daughter not aware is, of anything. I think his daughter is he's aware that his daughter is, is anxious to get out there in yeah, the world, it, yes, <laughs> but he doesn't know she's been out there already. So yeah. it might be a well-beaten path. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, all the time Lovecraft is investigating, uh, um, his men are chasing after him to yeah. even a gargoyle is chasing yeah, him. Yeah, they've got too. a gargoyle involved. And I think he's actually got something to do with this um, actual guy. I think he's at, he's working for him. Was he yes. working for the other guy? I think he was working for him. Yeah. But I think they were both working yeah. for each other. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And he's helping because he's, uh, everyone wants to find this book. Um Hackshaw wants it, mm-hmm. and that that other guy, uh, that who? guy that uh, Lovecraft right. knows who's running the nightclub, mm-hmm. he wants it. Yes, so, and um, it's a battle between who gets it first, I suppose. Yeah, they've got three of them. Mm-hmm. We've got Lovecraft looking for it, and if he finds it, the other two guys want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, Hackshaw wants it to do his evil biddings and be. Let's say, okay, I'll I'll, I'll let that bag. He wants to be ruler of the universe. And the guy who's in charge of the uh, the owner of the nightclub wants the same role. There ain't no room for two guys. Yeah. So whoever gets the book first could do yeah. the spell. Turns mm. out the book isn't own, taken by the nightclub owner. It turns out he was taken by... Um, um, I don't know what to, to describe this. Um, a person had it. A, a person had it. Yeah, and, 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 and they, made, be, a, they um, made a copy of it and sold it to the nightclub mm-hmm. owner who had a nice looking book and they opened up there's all blank pages in it. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, he explains it to Lovecraft about what's going on and he, he their reason for not giving the book to their supposedly clients because they know what's going on. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, mm. it's. Uh, I wouldn't either. If I knew it, I'd destroy the book. You know. Yeah, if it was up to me, I would do the yeah. same. Do you want a copy of? I've downloaded one. <laughs> all he can get, they couldn't download back now. It's really funny. They got all this magical power. They got and they got old telephones, old cars. You would think they could magic up a really, really, really nice car. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so anyway, um, when Lovecraft finally gets the book. He gets double crossed by Connie and as his girlfriend, as his girlfriend, or yes, girlfriend, for yeah. the nightclub owner, and well, they get spirited away to to a real estate site where they're going to be doing the dabbling of the dark arts. Yeah, that is. For, I don't know why it was chosen for there, but maybe it might have been the right portal, maybe oh. to where they want to do the spell because that's where the doorway is to let this old god back. Into yeah. our realm. Mm. Yes. So anyway, um, if they go there. It's well. I thought this. I thought this final scene was a bit on the slow side. I was hoping for a brown spanking, awesome, well, you know, fight scene in this movie. Wait a minute! Don't go to the end just yet. There's interesting parts during the movie. There's um, well, Lovecraft's going out. He, uh, I, um, the um. Hacksaw's daughter uh, mm-hmm. comes to town. So I don't have to go away from Daddy. And they go out to lunch and stuff. Uh, each, you know, he goes out, uh, Lovecraft and Olivia go out to lunch. And they go to this restaurant. And mm-hmm. someone tries to put a spell on Lovecraft to kill him. Mm-hmm. And it backfires. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the uh, restaurant guy ends up being... Um, Destroyed, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, burnt to death and stuff. Yeah, and, and that's when and, his yeah. bo- he goes to his boss, his ex boss's place, yeah. the police station. Yeah, and he t- sits down to him and tells him, "I'm not worried about you, Lovecraft, getting hurt, but I'm worried about the people who will get pulled into it." Yeah, so sort of like if what you are friends for hey. <laughs> well, it's like um carrying a gun. If you if yeah. you start shooting, you could end up shooting innocent civilians. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, Lovecraft's just doing a job, you know. True, true. But anyway, so it progresses on, and um, I think Lovecraft actually finally gets the book in his hands, and he does take it to Mr. Hackshaw, and Mr. Hackshaw, he meets him there, was it that one? No, no, he gets ambushed by the nightclub owner, and then Connery reveals that she is a backstabber. That's right. But anyway, they all appear at a place where they're going to do the conjuration at the same time. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Because yeah. the nightclub owner's got the book, mm-hmm. and the ex-girlfriend's there, and Lovecraft is there, plus that detective guy is there. Yeah. Um, mm. We won't get into that. We'll get into it in a minute. Um, this young detective guy who is married. Um, Very relevant. And, and uh, Mr. Hackshaw, who he wants to do the spell. And yeah, anyway, which he does. Reluctantly, yeah. though. Reluctantly. Yeah, reluctantly, the nightclub owner hands the book over. To Mr. Hackshaw, and he starts a conjuration. Yeah, and before just before that, yeah. he gets shot by Connie. Yeah, you know, I think. Oh yeah. And oh, that's right. She shoots him, and then she hands book over. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right, yeah. sorry, folks. Yeah, mm. and then she realizes the biggest mistake of her yeah. career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naughty girl. Yes. But anyway, Mr. Hackshaw starts a conjuration, and the ground opens up, and Ooh. you see this monster guy start to come. It looked a big slug. What do we? Big I maggot. Was, I think it was a slug. Big slug, slug, big mag, maggot-looking thing. It looks terrible. Yeah. I mean, do you want to worship this thing? Hello. Yeah. Well. Um, mm. But anyway, so the point. Is, the point it gets me is, if this old god is going to come out and destroy humanity, 
who or what is Hackshaw going to be in charge of? No, maybe a dead planet. Maybe um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, well, I've got world domination. This old god's going to come well, here and I don't destroy think he, humanity. I don't think he's going to destroy it. I think that he's going to um, become. I think with him, with seeing as he's got the book, he has control of this monster. There's a big chance he may be able to destroy other things. Not, I don't think it's quite that easy. Once you let one of those guys out, you can't put them back. Quite that easy. I know, but <laughs> he had the book, and he thought he had the power. And w- with him about to kill a virgin, he might be able to steal the pat if yeah. there is a pat. Now this is the interesting part, folks. <laughs> he has to sacrifice his daughter, this beautiful blonde-haired virginal girl. And he gives her to the creature, the god, the old god, and he picks her up. He's going to do whatever he's going to eat her or do whatever, and he puts her down again. Mm. She's not a virgin. Daddy, why is a father always the last to know? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, but um, so <laughs> if you're casting... The, the rules are with magic, I believe. If you're casting a spell and you... D- do something wrong and try to cheat the, the demon or god or whatever, you will pay the penalty. Mm. Guess what? He, he paid the penalty. Yeah. They, the, the, this old god thing picked him up. And, and sucked him up. Sucked like him a... up and ate him, whatever. Mm. And, and then the old god went back into the netherworld, mm-hmm. waiting for the next, how many hundred years? So many hundred years between conjurations? Mm. Hundred or thousand. Uh, no, a couple hundred years or whatever. Or more. So, or whatever. Yeah, and they... And it, no one else is going to be able to conjure him, and no one's going to know about it, maybe. So he won't yeah. get a chance to come back. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Anyway, Lovecraft finds out from the other detective that was that was bumped on the head that was in the car, um, one of the cars. Yeah. Um, and he finds out that he took advantage oh, of the daughter. The, the daughter. <laughs> but who used to say he was number one? <laughs> who? Who to say he was the first? I don't know. I mean, they, she they said didn't, herself they didn't that say, she didn't say. She, I mean, she says. I mean, herself that that she gave her up her whatever to. Oh yes, him. he did. So he, oh, he might have been number one. Okay, yeah, sorry, and, like, and but she, she, she was she, ready for it. Really, yes, yeah. And she just <laughs> and she blew a top when she found out that he He's was married. married. <laughs> She thought, oh, it's love. I'll have sex with this guy. And, oh, were you married? Well, you jumped you, first, lady. Whatever, yeah. Um, well, I, I won't use that sort of language in front of the kiddies. Um, <laughs> well, she jumped right uh, into it, that relationship. Well, well someone jumped question. into something, I'll tell you right now, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, we have Lovecraft, you know, has a private moment with Connie, realising that she killed um, the mob boss, which means that she will be looking at um, so many years in jail time. Yeah. And is he going to wait for her? Uh, um, probably not. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she. Um, trust they her. have a final, you know, moment Kissy. together and yeah. and B- bundling. <laughs> no. no sorry. <laughs> they had it much later on. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it that. I mean, they did have a sex scene in that movie. Oh yeah, they did one half. I forgot the <laughs> sex scene. You didn't see anything. You're not missing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. It's all he finally says oh, his boy. final word. They had their final moment. He has the book and he takes it back to his office. And his um, landlady that was there. And, She's pretty. And she um, is begins to give him first aid and all that stuff. And yeah. he's she's a nice lady. Yeah, I like her. He mutters to himself yeah. or narrates that 
He looks forward to mourning. He looks forward to ordinary things and not having to worry about people, um, you know, with nothing up their sleeve except their arms. Hint, hint. <laughs> which is a joke. Yuck, yuck, but yuck, yuck, yuck. Which means he, he's... Nothing up the sleeve. I'm wearing yes. a t-shirt. That's why. No, yes. <laughs> and that means he's much more... He looks forward to just ordinary, calm, good... good yeah, back, er, everything back to, well, normal. as normal as it can be in his world. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can understand where he's going. I'm praying for that with this coronavirus as I speak. Um, well, I don't, I don't like this virus. It makes me feel ick inside. Why are we talking about the virus? We're talking about a podcast, the movie. I know. Now, okay. So right. he's so he's finally got the book, and there's the end of it of our movie. And the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now so. let's pick the movie. But no, 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 no. It wasn't a bad movie actually. I, I did like it. Um, filming was excellent. I mm. mean, color was cool too. Whoever the uh, DOP was, the director mm. of photography, I think he did a good job. It was great. Uh, colors. Uh, whoever. The director, the director, if he had something to do with all that, everything sort of come together to give you a real world experience, but not quite right. Yeah, if this, a, was yeah, a, yeah. if this was somehow a TV series, I probably definitely yeah, that'd, would. That'd, that'd actually, it would, yeah. it would build on it and build on it and build on my imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but if it wasn't going to head that way, it would have been great if they had a stronger battle scene way to the end. Mm, possibly. Just, yeah. Just, Actually, the, the the bit at the end was a bit lame mm-hmm. with the monster. I says, "Okay, I put the daughter down, pick you up, eat you, and go back in the hole in the ground." It could have been a tad yeah. more. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it, uh, a more action because it's just a, mon- a, a god eating a guy, but it could have it could have been a bit more build up in it. Yeah. Instead of, oh, okay, here you go. Oh, there's a bit of thunder and lightning. Oh, there's a demon dancing over there, and so and so, and blah 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 blah. He just got chewed up by folks. Everything's happy now. There could have been something else. Yeah, at least to build it up a little bit better and make it a bit more. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. But it could have been a tad better. Yeah, maybe there. like a gun, like gunshot, uh, a gunfight. Oh, what, or what shooting a, a big slug? With, with yeah, a, no, it ain't gonna work. It would be cool, you know, to fight it before. Have the Marines it, come it, in with bazookas and everything. Before it no, um, no, attacked yeah, its yeah, victim, yeah, and when they thought they may not win, then the creature picks it up and says, "Oh, this is um, used." <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But, I mean, you need something. It, it wasn't bad. It all the whole lot worked. But yeah. I thought the ending could have been just that smidgen better for um, oh, what do you call it? A, a bit more at, bit more atmosphere effect something. I, something was just lacking, and I can't put my finger on it. It's still a good show and it's still a good ending, but that's all. Yeah, uh, could have been no, yeah, that little bit. But you know, maybe they had no idea on how to fit, do that bit. How I mean, you're working on a fantasy realm. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Um, Oh, I'll get some holy water to throw on him. That's not going to work necessarily. Oh, true, he might true. be. He might be Christian. <laughs> now, um, yeah. But it would be nice if, if they had um, something to defend them against this creature. If they, I mean, if there was a defense, if there was a way. Yeah, to something. Yeah, garlic of a vampire. Uh, something else. There could have been something. Some, but did that t- thing on Lovecraft's wrist protect him? Well, I can't remember now. I don't think so. I mean, it, I think so, but. But, but it, maybe it protected him from the naughty guy, not the monster. It right. may have protected him slightly a little bit, but not from anything we, yeah, where that yeah. would be life threatening. But maybe it's protected him from uh, Hank Shaw, mm. but not the older god. 
um, well, maybe a lot of uh, supernatural things that won't corrupt him or make him less vulnerable. Although he was still vulnerable. I mean, he's a he's a human being who doesn't know how to, um, doesn't bother to cast a spell or even try to. But he does get lucky a couple times, which kind of probably fits into this sort of thing. Maybe that yeah. that charm he gets, she gives him well, was lucky, more for luck. Lucky charm, so things can happen. Yeah, like things will come together around him. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Interesting point. Mm. Yeah, well. I never thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as I said before, the story was pretty interesting. I mean, I like the colours. It was like looking at a comic book when I look well, at al- it. Almost. Not quite as bad as Dick Tracy uh, before I'm reading it. That, was too, that came over too much like a comic, but it was supposed to be <laughs> a comic. Uh, sort of a representation. Yeah, well... Um, but it wasn't quite that severe, but it wasn't... Yeah, yeah but yeah, then again, yeah. um, Dick Tracy's movie, it was too clean to me. I mean, with um, mm. with um, Cast Deadly Spell, it was a little bit more grungier. Yeah, great. I, like the, I love grunge. Yeah. That's why the, the old film noirs are so good, you know. Mm. You know like the gold... Yeah, it, it, no I mean, one, not everything yeah. was clean. No. I mean, back then, it may not have been, I mean, clean all the time because... People weren't living a life of luxury no, back poor, then. Poor, uh, didn't have the. Uh, I lot. mean, think Even of the, the good um, guys didn't have any money. Yeah, you know. think of the stock market crash. Well, oh, and we're gonna have one now. Yay. Yay! Oh man, bad example. I feel sorry for everyone, including me. Yeah, I'm sorry for everyone who's going through this sort of thing. Yeah, I lost a bit, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there hurting right now. But we are digressing. It's got nothing to do with the podcast. I know, I know. However, but I can't help but feel. I feel. Rather horrible that these people out there are suffering so much. Yeah, well, I'm suffering. Mm. It's a bit close to home for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm retired, folks. I'm relying on my investments. My investments happen to be in the share market, and my shares are going down dramatically. Uh, yeah, this, this, this here is about, where, what are we, towards the end of March, are we? Mm. And if anybody's listening to this, yeah, let's, uh, we have... It's saying a, a never-ending spiral downwards at the moment. Yeah, I feel sick. However, it will get better. Um, we hope. Hmm. Otherwise, I'll get a magic book and see if I make some spells. <laughs> okay. You know. How about smells? I do smells every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't everybody have one in the morning when you're getting out of bed? Yeah. I go and have a leak. Yeah, trickle, trickle, trickle. <laughs> you know, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm more just clearing my throat, you know. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I'm doing my best to be funny. Sorry. <laughs> so how would we rate this film, Pop? Uh, pop. Don't call me Pop. That's what my granddaughter calls me. Well, oh. she calls me Poppy. Isn't it lovely? Uh, Hello, Poppy. Hello, little one. Yeah, no. Um, no um, call me Dad. Okay. Now, um, now again, I try to put things in different crates. This is not a mainstream movie. So I'm going to grade it based on a telly movie. And as a telly movie, I think it's really, really well done. I know we say it about a lot of movies, but we are reviewing a lot of good movies. Yeah, I mean... Um, it's got about around nine, nine and a half for me. And we did one the other day, and I think it's the same sort of thing. It's so well done. The only thing, like I said, for me was that little bit, and, and the ending could have been a little bit more atmospheric that can be a word yeah atmospheric yeah, to, to, to the right gr- word give you that but it's a fantasy battle. comedy more so so maybe I'm, I was expecting a bit too much oh yeah I get but I do mm. agree with Mike I mean mm. I like a little bit of atmosphere when it comes to 
the last scene of the movie to make it like to give the viewers a knife fall, if that's the word for it. Yeah, a good climax. Like, like wow, look at that. Mm. Something that w- yeah, you will yeah, walk out yeah. of the theatre, or in this it. case, uh, being or on TV. Or walking out of your television room. Mm. And thinking and talking about it, even when you're, off, when you're just sitting around in the lounge room. Did you see that big slug? No. That's it. Now, if you say, oh, do you see the big slug and what they did to it, they got the extra bit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, I've seen movies in the past, and and while I may watch them with other people, and they may say to me, um, I don't recall a slug in that scene. Well, it, it looks like a big slug or a big maggot be. or a little bit like the creature in um, Gal- um, uh, Starship Troopers. You know that thing that came, the head bug that came out of the ground? Yeah. Like a big slug, maggoty type thing. A bit like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ooh, I like that movie, don't they? Mm. Yeah, Starship Troopers. I like, I like that movie. Mm-hmm. They made three of those, don't they? Uh, I might have two, to, or two or three of those. I might have to check mm. for you there. I won't do that. The first one's good. Mm-hmm. The other one's what beard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's milk it. Yeah, Casper mm. was yeah. hot. <laughs> now, well, actually, while we're here, um, before we sign off, there was a sequel made called Witch Hunt. Now, there was magic involved a bit. But it was more replaced by political stuff and yeah. uh, communism when there was a, the Red Skirt back in those days. Mm. Now, the point is, um, it, I think it worked really as a fantasy. But when they tried to bring it into the real world type thing, so uh, communism and a red peril and everything else, um, I think it lost something. Yeah, I think it did. I mean, it had some good bits in it, but um, it was fun. And when they try to make it real, like bring a real issue like communism or whatever into it, it lost the fun bit. Mm. And then it just became yeah. another movie. Yeah, I think I mentioned this earlier in my last podcast episode about bringing reality into um, into fantasy. Yeah, sometimes it can work and sometimes it doesn't work. It didn't, to me, the sequel, mm. um, look, had good actors in it. Please yeah. don't get me wrong. And everything else was done. But the storyline... I think let everybody down. Mm. I mean, you had uh, I think Dennis Hopper played the role of the detective, and I love Dennis Hopper. And everything I've seen Dennis Hopper in, he plays a good role. I think he's in one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. He was done in uh, the original uh, one of the early movies as an Easy Rider, and all the movies in between I've seen him. He's pretty good, mm. but he, this movie has let him and the other actors down. I think, of course. Of the uh, the theme, and, and also yeah. it was a different director. Well, yeah, but still, you had that story. Whoever wrote the story, they took that storyline on. I don't think they just they, it became a drama. Hmm. Well, anyway, yeah. as we're saying, um, with the sequel, um, I always think of both to cast Deadly Spell in Witch Hunt. I think of them as just standalone movies, which is similar yeah, character but still, names. Yeah, it's still a sequel. They try to try to get more mileage. It just changes the whole theme. They should have kept the theme. More magic, less political intrigue, and stuff. And it might it might have worked better. Yeah, and used. I mean, I did like it with the dark shadows in this in the, in cast deadly spell. It's 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 it the good, it, it felt like like it just fit. I mean, while this may not be in black and white. The, but the, you you do see a lot of dark shadows in those black and white movies, which adds the, to the effect. But this, but this is just as good, you know, having a bit of dark shadows to keep to the effect. Yeah, that's one thing I like about some some of these guys get it right. They use the light and dark 
quite nicely. And when you've got something fantasy, a little bit sinister thriller, shadows really can work to your advantage. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see everything crisp. Mm. You see the profile of the face. The rest of it's darkness. It, it, it makes atmosphere. It makes a feeling. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it brings that... Just that tingling sensation through saying, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's, having us, yeah, it yeah, mm. adds to the suspense Yeah, exactly right. Story. Well, they, I mean, yeah. I've talked to people and they keep saying, why do you have to make this scene long to to increase the um, monsters not being n- noticed in the story? Yeah, yeah. But it adds to a little bit of suspense, gives the um, viewers an eyeful, but at the same time not revealing too much of the um, facts. Yeah, so I've, I've seen some movies over the years where, I can't remember what it's called, uh, I just can't remember the name of it, so it's an old sci-fi, and you do not see the creature. You see through the creature's eye. Hmm. And it is like looking for an eye, because you see the outline of an eye, like the uh, the membrane of the eye, and always, I'm attacking, I'm coming to you, I'm going to get you. People go, a scream horror, fall away, and then uh, the alien takes over their body. But you don't, actually see the alien all the way through the movie. Mm. And the movie still worked. You don't have to see it. Implied stuff can also work really, really good and let someone's imagination take them to parts, places they've never been before. Mm. What do you think? Agreed. You don't have to see it. Mm. Yeah, so Seeing is believing. There's no monster in this movie I didn't see him. No, you saw what the monster was doing. Let your imagination take you the rest of the way. And sometimes your imagination works better than any screenwriter or director can. Hmm. Mm. Quite. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so this movie... So I rate this movie um, with... With um, rating the movie. I think I think the um, with the um, special effects, the um, actors and costumes, lighting and everything about it, I rate this movie about, mm, I guess I'll probably say 9 out of 10 again. So yeah. I mean, as I said before, um, I want to make a, I want to make the 10. Um, for yeah, well, we're, 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 we're reserving the 10 for something special. We haven't found it yet, but... Yeah, I mean, um, I, I know we keep saying everything's yeah. 10 these days, but well, I just yeah. feel like the 10 should go to something that doesn't something have... Something really good. Yeah, that doesn't have too many holes. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you, even a, even a ten can have a little bit of a problem, but it's, uh, overall it's going to be really good. And mm. and go, wow! It's not like you watch a movie in, in a theater and you go out and say, "Wow, that was a great movie." We um, we want to do one like that. We want to review something which leaves a lasting impression. Say, "Wow, that was fantastic." Yeah, you know, back in the olden days, like guys like Cecil B. DeMille did these big epic movies like mm. um, uh, Ben Hur and stuff. Yeah, you know, those sort of movies, and you go. You walk out of there after seeing a movie like that and say, "Well, that was great. The filming was great. The story was good. That yeah, it had, yeah. had this." And you walk and say, "Wow, that was a great movie." And we're trying to reserve the ten for something like that. Yeah, yeah. and no questions yeah. because yeah. because the reason why I I do um, keep name uh, keep rating these movies nine is because. There is always a question in the film that kind of bugs me here yes, and there. Sometimes, yeah. Like, but, yeah. like with this one here, why did the um, battle scene for the creature was such didn't it's, have it's a, a lasting flat. impression? It was a little bit flat, yeah. But that's and again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it was a fantasy comedy. Um, 
it wasn't a dead set horror movie, action movie type thing, so maybe it was written that way for that reason. I don't know. Mm. Yep. Mm. However. However, guys. It However. Was, it, uh, it made a lasting impression in the other scenes oh, well, in the, the movie. The movie made a good impression. I mean, yeah, you think about, wow, it reminds me of Humphrey Bogart uh, movie you know, back, uh, uh, back to the Maltese Falcon. And, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, the yeah, sort of story yeah. like... A mystery stranger comes to your door. It's a woman, and she wants you to find yeah. some oh, rare a artifact. Problem, please help me, stranger. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, ma'am, come in here and I'll fix you up. Yeah, or oh, a bit like Roger Rabbit. Remember, he, there was a detective in that. Yeah, same, really. no, same sort of period. Yeah, if someone came to Jessica Rabbit comes in. Lovely, no, um, lovely creature. <laughs> um, well, out in front. Anyway, she came in looking for pro- for help from the um, uh, Bob Hoskins. Now that was the same sort of period. Uh, the 40s, 50s period. Yeah. Uh, and had the same sort of general feeling of that. But obviously, that was an animated comedy, like, yeah, totally, totally non-serious. But yeah, had the same sort of feeling of that. And that was a good fun movie. That Roger Rabbit, oh, he's a good actor. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, sorry, Bob Hoskins is a good actor. My mistake. I knew one of them was real. Um, yes. Yeah, that guy out of um, Christopher Lloyd. He was in that too, and he played a really interesting part. We, but we can we do Roger Rabbit? Would that actually fall into fantasy animated or something? Um, probably around we'll have to there. Look at it. If, if it fits into our criteria, we might do Roger Rabbit because mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was a really fun movie. But you know, if it doesn't fit our criteria, eh. Eh. we might do it anyway. No, we won't do it anyway. No. Anyway, <laughs> um, thanks for listening to our latest podcast, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for our, our next one. Hopefully. Please keep safe, everybody. Uh, we don't want to lose any listeners. We don't have that many. <laughs> We're trying to build our um, yeah. our listening audience. So please tell your friends, if you've got any, if you're seeing anybody. Because everyone's in seclusion at the moment. Can't see anybody. But you have a telephone. You have the internet. Use it. Tell them we exist. And we'll try to keep up the good, the good work at our end. And keep you entertained. Now, carry on, Sarah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so anyway, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. This is Sarah Stevenson signing off. Bye. Goodbye.